name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tell me if you know people like this, people who never forget a slight, who remember every snub, every offense against them, every time anyone hurt them. Do you know people like that? I run into people like that from time to time. They carry with them, somewhere internally, an inventory of wrongs committed against them. But they don't just remember what has been done to them. They ruminate on it. They chew on it and chew on it like a bad piece of steak. The more they chew, the bigger the offense seems to get. What may have been a slight becomes a capital offense. What might have been a scratch is picked at until it is a raw, weeping, open wound. What might have started as hurt feelings becomes a raging hatred. And what you did to them, or what others have done to them, chews on them as they chew on it. As the months and years pass, you can actually see them mutate from the person you once knew into someone entirely different. As they rehearse the offense to themselves, they also share it with others and spread the dis-ease and the damage among their family and friends. I've seen people, and you probably have too, who have taken their grudges to the grave with them, which in and of itself is sad, but all too often the ill will lives on in their descendants for years and years after. Now, I have offended my share of people over the past 70 years, and perhaps you have ticked off or hurt a few yourself. Fortunately, most of those have forgiven me and moved on, but some have not. And it is sad to see the hurt I caused them so long ago grow into a cancer which eats away at them and even damages others. Now imagine if God knew everything you did. Oh wait, God does. And imagine if God remembered everything, including all the sins we have committed against him in our lifetimes. Imagine if God, like some people, ruminated on our sins, rehearsed our offenses, replayed them over and over in his mind. It's a terrible bone-chilling prospect, isn't it? A God who does not forgive? A God who does not forget? In the lesson from Jeremiah today, we hear a message about this that should bring us more joy than almost any other news we have ever heard. Here in Jeremiah, we read that God says this, Though you have broken the covenants I have made with you, I will make a new covenant with you. I will forgive your iniquities. I will remember your sins no more. Wow. Now that's a covenant everyone should want to get in on. As we've learned this Lent, again and again, God has called us into covenant with him. We have spent some time this Lent looking at those covenants and the practice of making blood covenants in the ancient Near East. As you know, breaking a covenant is a very serious thing. We humans have a track record of breaking the promises we have made to God, yet God has always kept the promises. And every one of those covenants and promises God has made with us looks forward to Jesus. In the Noachic covenant, the covenant with God and Noah, God promised that he would be for life and not for death. God was good to his covenant in Jesus. In Jesus, God shows us that he wants us to live so very much that he willingly gives his life for us to do so. 
and that in Jesus' resurrection from the dead, our greatest enemy, death, is defeated and God's life is given to us, eternal life. Jesus is the fulfillment of the covenant God made with Noah. In the Abrahamic covenant, the covenant God made with Abraham and Sarah, God promised that through Abraham and his offspring, all the nations and peoples of the world would be blessed by God. God was good to his covenant in Jesus. In Jesus, a son of Abraham, God's blessing is spread from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the world. In Jesus, God has blessed billions of people and one day will bless every human person who has ever lived or has yet to live. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant God made with Abraham. In the Mosaic Covenant, the covenant God made with Moses and God's people, God's people promised to live by the Ten Commandments, but never have, nor have you and me. But God was good to his covenant in Jesus. In Jesus, there is one man, one son of Abraham, who would perfectly keep the law on our behalf. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant God made with Moses and God's people. In the Davidic covenant, which we did not hear about this Lent, God promised King David that his descendant would always sit on David's throne, that David's kingdom would be everlasting. God was good to his covenant in Jesus. In Jesus, a son of David is the king of kings who reigns forever, world without end, as we say in our prayers. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant God made with David. And today, we hear about another covenant in the lesson from Jeremiah. God says that the day will come when he will make a new covenant with mankind, a covenant that would bring forgiveness of sins and reconciliation and restoration and union with God. God makes good on this promised new covenant in Jesus. In Jesus, God announces at the Last Supper the arrival of that new covenant in his blood. This is my body which is broken for you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant God promises in Jeremiah. For millennia, God has been working to bring us back into fellowship and union with him. And then Jesus comes and fulfills all the covenantal promises that God had ever made to mankind. It took a while, but God did. God did in Jesus. In Jesus who came 2,000 years after God's promises to Abraham. In Jesus who came 1,500 years after God's promises to Moses and his people. In Jesus who came 1,000 years after God's promises to David. In Jesus, who came 500 years after God's promises in Jeremiah. In good times, it is easy. But even in the face of dark times and uncertainty, we can know and trust that God has not and will never forget his promises to us. The most important of those promises is the new covenant God has made with us in Jesus Christ. Every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we give thanks as we remember that new covenant, the new covenant about which Jeremiah prophesied in today's reading. Every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we give thanks as we remember that new covenant, the new covenant which Jesus instituted in his body and blood. 
Every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we give thanks as we remember that new covenant, the new covenant by which God has fulfilled and remembered every one of his promises. God has forgiven and forgotten all our sins. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.